your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So then, a little bit of background. The Korean government made it compulsory for anyone under 19 to install a monitoring app when purchasing or getting a new smartphone. The government has supported one particular app called Smart Sheriff, and the measure drew international attention following its launch. A recent report by so-called white hat hackers pointed out that the app has more than 20 technical flaws. It was described by one researcher as fundamentally broken, which is a view that's supported if you look up Smart Sheriff in some of those online app stores. We can now bring in Colin Anderson, a researcher from Internet Watchdog Group Citizen Lab, who did uh, publish a report on this late last month. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning. Nice to speak with you. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time. Now, you've compared this app to the kind of babysitter that leaves the doors unlocked and throws a party where everyone is invited. That sounds like exactly the opposite of what a parent or indeed the government might want. W why is this... I'd imagine. Well, yeah, exactly. W why is this such a risk for young children? Well, certainly. If we look at the audience firstly, uh, we have... People who are often non-technical don't necessarily know the sort of things that their uh, information, their digital lives are exposed to. And so when you take that sort of substantial vulnerability compared to what was basically fundamental failures of, of following uh, you know, these essential normal security practices, what you get is something that quickly adds up to being a... a a concerning situation. The sort of things, the, the 20 plus failures that we documented, these are very basic practices in terms of information security. And when we when we look at these in, in light of failures by the administrators to, for example, monitor, update their services, this is quite disastrous. And this is essentially uh, a questioning of the integrity of the service as a whole. So what you did was you approached this with the mindset of a hacker to, to see what you would be able to uh, to uncover if you had malicious intentions. Exactly. And and can you tell us a bit more about what you would be able to do then, uh, the kinds of vulnerabilities that this threw up, this process? Certainly. So from from the start, it's, it's, it's important to underline that the things that we were doing were very basic investigatory skills. It, it wouldn't take uh, anyone with any sort of sophistication to start to be able to reproduce the things that we were able to do. And given that the application had been out for three years, this is especially what motivated, uh, motivated our research product because this is something that has been open and, and, and available for a very long amount of time for a user base of potentially hundreds of thousands of users. And so what that means is that uh, basically any form of information or any action that could be taken by the smart share uh, service, a third party with malicious in, uh, uh, intent could do. And this was this is even more concerning given uh, that some of the some of these vulnerabilities started to uh, stack up so that essentially anyone who was sufficiently motivated, could compromise the entirety of Smart Sheriff's user base, whether to extract information related to the users, 
whether to shut down the phones associated with the account or uh, to unilaterally uninstall every copy of Smart Sheriff that was installed in the entire country. There's a major privacy uh, and security breach potentially on the cards there. Um, is there evidence to suggest that people have been suffering from this already? Uh, that, 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 or, or is the main complaint more about the user experience of this app? I think, I think that what it, it really shows is, a, is a, a failure of responsibility from the mobile, uh, the, uh, mobile Operator Association to properly design and develop a product uh, that takes into account the needs and, and requirements of an at-risk population. And so this is because this has persisted, it's not possible to say that other people haven't exploited these opportunities. You know, there are substantial security issues that exist within South Korea, especially vis-a-vis uh, privacy. And this is something that's actually substantially enshrined in South Korean privacy law. And so given these sorts of things, this starts to, this is, this is, uh, creates the, the concerns that we outlined in the report. Mm. We don't have ev evidence that there had been a previous compromise, but what, what we can say is the threshold in order to start to reproduce our work is so low that it would be surprising that other people hadn't found and exploited this fact in, in the past. Yes. Well, you know, just to highlight what you're saying, I mean, I've just searched on um, one popular app store, and uh, for the star ratings, you know, there's 5,025 one-star ratings, uh, which by far outweighs any of the others, just 763 <laughs> five-stars. And, and 1.6 stars overall out of five. That you know, for any app, if I was you know buying for any reason, that would put me off immediately. The fact that this is for parents to feel secure and for the government maybe as well to feel secure and the young people of this country is a is a huge problem. Do, do you think though that uh, something like this can work if implemented in the right way to to protect young people? Well, we make the argument that. The, the mandate is difficult to reconcile with things like the covenant on child rights, uh, basic uh, UN declarations uh, that even under Korean law that these sorts of these sorts of mandates uh, have potential privacy implication, and, and so therefore, when they're required of parents, and when there isn't necessarily discretion in the types of applications that are required that becomes a, a problematic area. And so that really for researchers and for policy-minded individuals becomes an interesting question as to, for example, from the not only from the Mobile Business Association, but the Korean government, uh, what are the sorts of, of mandates that should be placed upon uh, the government itself in the certification of these applications? If you look at, for example, SmartShare had been one of the first applications to receive support, it had re uh, received implicit endorsement in terms of funding, in terms of uh, other sort of assistance that in order to get more users for the application. And so it was very well placed uh, for when the actual uh, mandate was, was issued. And so what you see is, therefore, that the, the Korean government uh, substantially supported the development of this application, and yet... For all of the the, the, the funding and, and other form of assistance that was rendered, there was never any uh, attention paid to the actual security of the service. Mm. If that's not going to enter into the conversation at the start, that severely questions 
exactly how uh, how wise it is to to continue these sorts of policies. Yeah, we're going to get into some more of the background questions after 8 o'clock this morning. Thank you very much for for offering your opinion on that as well, though, for now, Mr. Anderson. I just wonder, um, in conclusion, if you have any suggestions, if we are to pursue with this anyway, this smart sheriff and any other applications to protect our children, what suggestions you might have for the developers, for the government and, and any other related authorities? Well, the standard practice for these forms of applications is to, for example, undergo a security audit. It is to have competent programmers that can provide assistance in development. The Mobile Operator Association wasn't actually the primary developer of this application. And so when it came to interfacing with researchers such as uh, us in this case, they weren't well positioned. And so right now you have a, a strong administrative failure that continues to this day and means that, for example, in future opportunities, there might not be uh, security in mind again. And so making sure that the administration and the management of the service and the resources in terms of developers take into mind uh, the technicalities, especially the security technicalities, that becomes a a critical next step for any sort of uh, further development of this application because for the past three years, it clearly had not existed. Right. Mr. Anderson, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. Great to have you with us. Colin Anderson, a researcher from Citizen Lab, often described as a group of white hat hackers offering their expertise on Smart Sheriff, which will be uh, a theme in our show this morning. So more on that to come. But if you've got any opinions you want to share with us for now, you can text us pound or sharp 1013 for 51 per message. You can get in touch for free by Kakao Talk, search TBS EFM by a plus friend, and email us EFM this morning at gmail.com.